about Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Francesca is offering a menu that includes family meals, daily specials, delicious sides, award-winning pizza, New Orleans best burgers, poor boys muffaladas, and family recipes. A St. Louis-style deli with sandwiches and sodas, wine and beer also available. Check out our menu online at FrancescaDeli.com. Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-266-2511. Dine indoors, dine outdoors, or use our delivery services. That's Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delahousie, the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry mouth, ringing in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe. Causeway I-10 in Metairie. Are you ready for the stifling New Orleans heat this year? Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to getting my AC ready each and every year, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Eating. With 30 years in the business, they really know what they're doing, and they can work on any AC system on the market. Burkhardt gets your system running right. They can find and fix the problems before you really need that AC this year. Schedule your tune-up now with Burkhardt at acpromise.com. acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Hey, baby! We're gonna be here all day! We're gonna be here all day, 
kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, brought to you by our friends at Henry's Gin's Neptunia. Of course, it is a Monday, coming off again at Easter weekend. Hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. Big week ahead here in New Orleans as, again, uh, we'll be back in the national spotlight. Uh, the Zurich Classic of New Orleans tipping off today. Uh, and, of course, as we get later on in the week, uh, we'll see, again, team play an opportunity to be able to uh, get back on national TV. Uh, of course, the uh, Pels will be back in town on Friday night and on Sunday night in game three and four of the NBA playoffs. And uh, so, again, uh, the uh, the city, which has been really lit up uh, with, again, a lot of, uh, of uh, festivals and, and the opportunity to be able to have folks get back out into the hospitality and enjoy the hospitality of our city. Uh, we're back in the spotlight again and looking forward to a great week uh, here in the city and a great week here on Inside New Orleans as well. Uh, of course, don't forget, 106.1 FM Nash icon on your radio dial. Also, ericasher.com and Nash FM 106.1 on the World Wide Web. Our digital platforms, iHeartRadio app and TuneIn Radio app, free downloads for your smartphone or tablet. Of course, the Anchor uh, po- is, is, uh, app is our uh, home base because our, our podcast is everywhere. Get out there and enjoy that your favorite podcasting platform. And, of course, on the program today, we're going to be joined by Ali Cassell of the Bird Rights at 435, Larry Holder of The Athletic at 535. Don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. Uh, Back by popular demand is Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show. That is Thursday with our live broadcast at 1 p.m. right here on 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 WLAE. Uh, And then, of course, you can also check us out on the WLAE TV YouTube page. Uh, at 1 p.m. every Thursday. Our first rebroadcast, 6 p.m. on Thursday night on WLA-TV, 10 o'clock on The Deuce. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock LAE. Saturday at 2 a.m. on The Deuce. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. And as mentioned, again, today's program is brought to you by our good friends at Hendrix Gin. Uh, Neptunia is, again, uh, the limited edition. Uh, Be on the shelves for 12 months for you. Uh, much like, again, Midsummer Solstice and Lunar, it's fast becoming, again, the highest-selling limited-edition spirit in the super-premium gin category. Get out there and, and, and taste, again, the difference. Notes of coastal freshness balanced with, again, fresh notes of citrus, alluring, alluring ju- ju- juniper, as well as, um, again, uh, uh, deep, earthy notes of locally-sourced Scottish uh, seaside botanicals, fresh coastal herbs, and an unmistakable crisp citrus finish. This is a limited edition Hendrix Gin. can be found at your favorite spirit store. And it's, uh, it is f- uh, refreshing and perfect for the summer and, and spring months as, again, we're jumping into it with all of our festivals. Again, reach for a William Grant product. Reach for Hendrix Gin Neptunia. 
Again, the limited edition uh, gin, super premium, uh, that is available for you right now in your spirit. So I said, look, I'm telling you right now, get it now. Uh, it's hot already. It's only been on the shelves for a month, and uh, people are already are raving about it, uh, mixologists around the city. So get out there and enjoy it now while you can, uh, because much like summer, uh, Midsummer Solstice and Lunar, which, again, were, uh, were, were fantastic, uh, they went quick. And when it's gone, it's gone. So if you can, stock up. Uh, it's well worth, again, uh, the investment in this fantastic spirit. All right, a lot going on. And uh, we'll, we'll jump into it. Again, uh, we'll have some open phone lines at the 5 o'clock hour for you to be able to jump in and talk about uh, your thoughts on what happened over the weekend. Of course, the Pelicans beat the Clippers on Friday night to make it to the playoffs. It was an incredible victory. Um, you look at the, the entire situation in, ter- in terms of what the Pels had to do to be able to get to that point. Uh, just just amazing. And, of course, then last night they lose game one to the Suns in the best of seven series, 110 to, to, to 99. Suns are up 1-0. Now, it was announced today um, that the uh, – uh, Pelicans are not going to play Zion in this series at all. Uh, I'll get into that in a few moments. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of blown away by it, to be honest with you. I don't understand it at this point. You've got the Zion camp that says he's ready to go. Uh, you've got a situation where uh, the doctors and, and also the, um, uh, the management uh, at, at the, the Pelicans are, are, again, either unwilling or, or, again, at least not opening up to let the, the, the fan base and the NBA know what's going on, right? I mean, at the end of the day, parade your medical staff out and then tell us exactly why Zion is not a, has the, can play right now. Why? Okay? It's been, again, silent, too quiet. And all we keep hearing is, well, Zion's not ready. Zion's not ready. All we keep hearing from Zion's camp is, I'm ready. I'm ready. And I'm not saying put the guy in the starting lineup. I mean, I said this before. You know, 12 to 20 minutes coming off the bench. And you can't tell me in a game like last night, Zion doesn't make a difference with 12 to 20 minutes coming off that bench and the adjustments that the Suns would have had to make with another guy. The guy scored 27 points, led the, led, led the NBA in, in points in the paint last year. And let me tell you something. Nobody's harder on Zion than I am in terms of, again, expanding his game. But for last night, for this series, for, again, the playoffs at this point, you're not in a position where you're willing to be able to put the kid on the court if the kid can play? Now, if you're going to tell me and you're going to show me evidence on, on again, why he cannot play and, again, why it is a detriment to his future in the NBA, well, you know what? Come out and say it. Come out and say it. Shut everybody up. And Look, I have no expectations that the, the Pels are going to beat the Suns, okay? And I'll get into that in my monologue in a moment. But if the kid is ready to play, play him. Play him. You worried about chemistry? It's a whole new ball game right now in the playoffs in terms of your chemistry. The chemistry you had going in is different now because the game is played different. The game is a more physical game. Who's more physical than Zion? So, I mean, to me, this, you know, cone of silence that they have with the Pelicans right now and not want to speak on Zion is ridiculous at this point. Come out. Everybody in the country wants to know this because you're now in the playoffs. You know, you're not an isolated, isolated franchise. And, again, the talking heads around, around, the, uh, around uh, the, 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 the national uh, networks that, again, are trying to fill time that can bring up Zion to everywhere. That's what we heard all season long. And then it was turned around on Zion's too fat and Zion can't play, Zion's this. You know, all the things that we heard. You know what? Put it all to bed. 
Parade the medical staff out there. Put up some charts. Show us where he is. Show us what could happen if he, if he goes on the court and re-injures it. And explain to us like you probably explained to them. Them being, again, the, the Zion Williamson camp. But to me, man, it's all hands on deck. It's the playoffs. And the guy physically can play. He ought to be on the court. I mean, he's doing 5-1-5 five five now. What are you waiting for? So we'll see how it plays out. Wasn't happy to hear that, that, that report today. i got to be honest with you. Corey Kiner is into, into the transfer report. I'll get more into this in the second hour, but let me just say this quickly. Anybody walking away from the LSU football program right now is walking away for one reason. They know they got beat out. Period. the end. They're not, they're not up for the competition. They're not up for, again, the foundation that Brian Kelly is bringing to the table for, 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 the, um, for the LSU Tigers. And that's, that's period. the end. All right? A lot of guys jumped in the transfer portal after Ed Ogeron left, and it is what it is. But anybody that stuck around after that knows that, again, what Kelly's doing, what he's demanding out of his players, and at the end of the day, Corey Kynes looking at the landscape of, of, the, uh, of, the, uh, of the depth chart and figures he's not going to play. I mean, that's the only thing I can figure out at this point. Because, again, who runs away from competition? And if you run away from competition – with all due respect, even as, again, a, a kid that could jump in the, into the transfer portal as a collegian, you know what? Don't need you. Don't need you. Now's the time you're competing. It's spring. So we'll see how it plays out. But, again, anybody walking away today, anybody walking away right now, even, again, before the spring game, tells you all you need to know. Either they're not up for the competition or they know they've already been beat out. So sayonara, Corey Kiner, at this point. Saints re-signed Dwayne Washington. Don't expect him to be the running back du jour, right? Okay, he's a guy that's going to come in and um, and be involved in um, in special teams, which has been his forte. Matt Corral is going to visit the Saints and the Falcons this week, so we'll see again how that plays out. And the Breakers win their first game, twenty-three to seventeen against the Stars. Look, I watched about three quarters of that game, but try to go back and get the last quarter. I got to tell you what, make me yawn. Boring. Uh, not, a, not, a, not a person in the stands, which, again, really was, you know, I don't understand the, the USFL's thought process of doing everything in Birmingham, but it is what it is. Uh, again, the TV networks are funding this. Uh, the, uh, the, 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 the breakers showed they got a few, de- few decent players on that team uh, that, again, in this particular league can dominate, but let's face it, okay, it's way below, way below collegiate football. Uh, again, when you want to look at what the USFL used to be back in 84, it's not even close. Uh, this is a... Minor league among minor leagues, and we'll see how it kind of plays out and if they can ultimately last out the year and, and, and actually come back to New Orleans and play. I, I read something on social media. Where are they going to play? First of all, they got to get out of Birmingham. I'm talking about the, um, the, the actual entire league's got to get out of Birmingham. So we'll see how that plays out. Look, how exciting was Friday night, okay? Pelicans picked themselves off, off the map. Uh, on the road in an elimination game versus a team that was veteran-laden to qualify for the playoffs. In, in essence, look, they, it, the beautiful thing about this was they, they took out both Los Angeles teams, okay, their chances of advancing to the playoffs in, in a two-week period, and that was beautiful. And both teams were expected to vie for championships, and the Pels slammed the door on both of them. Um, Everyone is excited about Willie Green's timeout speech. It, it was inspirational. I mean, it, got you, it gave you chills. But I'm going to tell you right now, I never doubted that this team would, would, would not quit. I, I knew they were never going to quit, okay? 
I knew they were going to make a run, and they did. And they're deserving to be in the playoffs versus the number one seed Suns. Now to game one of the series. Now look, first of all, the, the Pels are playing a team that even though this is a young team, this is a team that's battle-tested, okay? Um, they have a general at point guard who could take over at any time uh, in CP3, and he did just that. Uh, you know, when, when the Pels were making their run, and it looked like, again, they were going to have an opportunity to be able to get back into the game, they, they got it down to seven, he, he was him that shut the door on them, okay? Well, 12 points in what it seemed like a blink of an eye, setting up teammates. Uh, and he knows there's no one on the Pels that can slow him down. I mean, just remarkable. 35 minutes. Look, I'm gushing. He's still one of my favorite players in the NBA. I mean, he just is. Okay, it's a travesty that his number three is not hanging from the rafters right now uh, up, up in the Smoothie King Center along with Pistol Pete Maravich. Oh, that's right. They took Pete Maravich's number down as well. But 35 minutes, 30 points, 10 assists, 7 rebounds, 3 steals, and, and 2 turnovers of Chris Paul. Amazing. Just an amazing performance. And I, I heard his, his post-game press conference last night, and look, he's just so right. Okay? He waits and sees what his team need, needs and when they need it, and then he provides it. And he's done that throughout his career. But look, there's reason for hope for the Pelicans, okay, not to win the series, but to be competitive within this series. Pels had 95 shots last night to, to the Suns' 78. They were 9 for 23 from 3. The, the Suns were 10 for 28 from 3-point land. Uh, 18, when you look at the, uh, uh, at, at the, at, at the free throw percentage, uh, they were 16 for 18. Uh, the Suns were, were 16 for 21. Um, they had 50 points in the paint, okay? All right? Uh, when you start talking about uh, as compared to 38 for the Pels, Okay, that that was that that was that was one that the Suns really really took it to them. When you look at the size differential, and you wouldn't have thought that a team that plays so well in the paint was exactly how the Pels the playoffs that they would be dominating the paint. But 50 points in the paint opposed to 38. But here's the deal: Pels out rebounded the Suns 55 to 35. They were 25 to five on the offensive end in terms of offensive rebounds. The, the, again. The, the, the Pels out-rebounded the Suns, took more shots than the Suns, but lost by 11. The problem is they couldn't make shots last night. Now, you call it a case of nerves, not being ready for the physicality of the playoffs. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why, again, this team got down so early. We get into minutia of this, again, the inability to deal with the Suns' double teams and triple teams on, on Brandon Ingram or, 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 or C.J. McCollum. You know, when they had the ball, uh, their teammates were either not open or were late trying to get the ball out to, or they were late trying to get the ball out to their teammates. I mean, we could talk about a, a 25 uh, rebound performance for Valanciunas last night, but going seven for 21, uh, and most of those at the rim. I mean, most of those were just shots around the rim that were missed. You know, no scoring inside, uh, uh, no scoring outside. I mean, meaning, meaning again, the big three scored. You had one other other player that scored in double figures, and that was Nance at 14. So the big three did their job. Just took a lot of shots. The Pels were out physical for, from the opening tap, even though they had the size advantage. Look, there's no doubt it's going to take a team effort to beat the Suns, right? But you can't get pushed around, okay? And you can't miss open looks, okay? They, and again, to me, they should have been able to adjust quicker than they did, especially, again, to the way the refs were calling the game. Okay, which is, again, the traditional way that, again, officials call a game in the playoffs, right? The eighth seed on the road is not going to get a call. 
and there were at least five to six calls last night, which you, which again were 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 were, were game changers in a lot of cases. Okay, they could have changed the flow of the game, where again again it was clearly uh, again the the, the Pels got got uh, got the short end of the stick. I mean, things like, again, when you go back, and, and I had the game on, on the DVR, so I was able to go back and slow it down and watch it. And you see it, and you're like, what is he looking at? What is the official looking at? But it's, the again, traditional eighth seed is not getting a call on the road. you got to, again, you got to go out there, and you got to be able to prove you can handle the physicality. And, and, and the rest let them play. But, but, again, they couldn't handle the physicality for most of the game. With all of that, they were down 21 at half. They battled back to cut it to seven until CP3 took over. So no matter what happens in this series, let me just say this right now, ladies and gentlemen, okay? It's a great experience for the Pelicans. And that's what this is about. Look, I'm telling you right now, this team is going to play better in game two, and they're going to play especially game, better in game three and game four, back in the Smoothie King Center on Friday and Sunday. But they got to make adjustments, and they got to make more adjustments on the fly. They did that. Uh, you saw that better. And then you, again, they were so much better in the second half than they were in the first half. And they're going to be so much better in game two and then game three and game four. Now, can they make it a series? Who knows? The big one is, again, all you want to do is steal one on their home court. So maybe you can do that again tomorrow. Um, you know, I'm sorry, on Wednesday night uh, against the, against the, uh, the, the Suns. Also, and something I just talked about a few minutes ago, Zion's not going to be part of one of those adjustments. Okay, he's not going to play in the series. And I, again, it's mind blowing to me because he's the missing piece. Look, he's going to eliminate the double teams on 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 CJ on CJ McCollum and Brandon Ingram when he's on the floor. Okay, and he's not going to go seven for twenty-one. I can promise you that. Okay, for the field, he's going to score in the paint. You know. Why isn't he playing? And I'll say it again. Why isn't the medical staff explaining why he's not playing? And that needs to be something that needs to be pushed by, again, the, the, the reporters that are there, whether it's national reporters or the local reporters. Make the comment on why on why he's not playing. Bring out the charts. Show us what the deal is. Okay? So when you know the, the playoffs are, are about what? Matchups, right? Adjustments. Can you score in the half court? This is why, again, it's just mind-blowing to me that I understand not using him for the play-in games. I really do, okay? But coming to this series, after playing 5-on-5 and practicing with the team and everything else, how could you not use him 12 to 20 minutes coming off the bench? It's mind-blowing to me. In any case, let me say this. Knowing that Zion's not going to be there and the refusal to play him for whatever reason at this point, whether, again, it's out of an abundance of caution or whatever they're trying to figure out. I have no idea at this point. They're going to need more from the surrounding cast. Okay? I mean, look, the big three did their did their thing. Now, it took a lot of shots, but they did their thing. Brandon Ingram, C.J. McCollum, Valanchunas. They all scored in double figures. Nancy did as well. It took a lot of shots, but it happened. Those shots will start falling. But they got to get more from the surrounding cast. Jackson Hayes has been invisible. Early foul trouble, gone. He's got to be a player. He is athletic, an athletic player that, again, would fit right into what they need going up against an athletic Phoenix Sun team. And, again, he's been non-existent. The three rookies, you know, Herb Jones, uh, Alvarado, and, 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 you know, you look at um, um, the situation with um, um, 
the rest of the of of the uh, of the of the supporting cast, uh, in, including again uh, Murphy. They got they got to be able to be able to score more. They got to be able to give more. Uh, Marshall again when he gets in, he's a dynamo. Got to see him more on the floor, but it's got to be more of a total team effort to me. Okay, uh, Willie Green has to figure out what his rotations are going to be in this particular series that may be different than what we've seen during the season. And to me, you are wasting Herb Jones putting him on CP3. You've got to put him on Booker. And then you've got to figure out again, maybe a, maybe a combination of Jose and C.J. McCollum on CP3. Now, I know that's going to hurt C.J. McCollum in terms of his scoring because he's going to give up a lot of effort to be able to kind of slow down uh, Chris Paul. But, I mean, again, you're, you're wasting Herb Jones, and you're leaving Booker's just having his way. Put him on Booker and leave him there. But let's say this, ladies and gentlemen. This series is lanyard for this team, okay? All right? They started out 1-12, and 12 and then they, went, then they were 3-16. and 16. The, They are here to get the experience for future playoff runs, okay? But I'm telling you, they could be more competitive going forward, more competitive than we saw with the right adjustments, okay? I have no doubt they will not quit, and they will be ready for a street fight going forward. They were not ready for that street fight last night. Most of those players, again, had no idea what was going to happen when they got in the playoffs and, again, what, what, how these games were going to be called, the physicality, etc. And they'll be ready on game two. I have no doubt. They'll have, they will play a better game on game two, and they will be ready. Now, it would be nice to have Zion in that rotation because it gives them another player that, again, the, the Suns have to account for when he's on the floor. But, again, that's not happening. So, again, they got the circle of wagons here. This is the team they've had all season long for the most part. Those guys have to step up, and they have to be physical. They have to again. They have to, have to be able to recognize the double teams, and they have to get easier shots. And let me tell you something: make the shots around the basket. They make half of those shots last night. They win that game. Half of the shots around the basket, and that's just a case of nerves and not handling the physicality of the game. And I think again, with a with a, a day a day or day to be able to adjust to that. The film room, I think they're going to come out a different team tomorrow. I'm sorry, a different team on Wednesday uh, when they play again. All right. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Don't, don't forget about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Doesn't matter where you live, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If you've got problems with the AC system, it's not cooling when you get home and nothing more frustrating than a day of work. Come home, or again, the wife comes home first and she's screaming at you because the AC's not working. ACpromise.com should pop right in your head. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call. They'll get to you quickly, doing only the work that's necessary to get you up and running. Again, when it comes to preventive maintenance, they can do that for you as well. If you're in the market for a new system, authorize itself on the top brands in the industry. Truly a company can trust. It's Burkhardt. ACpromise.com. ACpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by Hendrix Neptunia. Coming up next is Ali Cassell of the Bird Rights. In the second hour, 535, we'll have Larry Holder of The Athletic. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. We'll be right back. 1061 Nash Icon wants you to imagine scoring 25K. Wow, no way. Oh my God, that is so awesome. What would you do with that money? Listen at the top of every hour between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. for our national text keywords. For your shot at 100 bucks, you win $100, you're instantly qualified for 25K. It's the 25K payday, all from the New Orleans country giant. 
1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples Print and Marketing Services help small businesses print big with wide format signs and banners. Right now, get $10 off custom printed signs, banners, and posters when you spend $50 or more. Offer ends 528. Visit staples.com slash signage for details. This is your sign to print big at Staples. Look out for an accident that's blocking the right lane on 10 westbound at Veterans. And your delays are going to be solid if you're traveling on 10 westbound from City Park to just past the airport. Also look out for delays on the 610 on the westbound side from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. Look out for delays if you're traveling eastbound along the Crescent City connection from just before Chapatulas to the Camp Street exit. And look out for accidents north rampart at St. Philip and also Washington Avenue at South Roman. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the attorney Mike Brennan. Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating, proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Bobby Iver's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Progressive Commercial Insurance flexes to fit your business needs. From quick repairs to adjustable coverages and even payment options, Progressive Commercial makes it easy to get what you need. Quote today in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. 
All right, welcome back to Inside New Orleans, uh, brought to you again by Hendrix Neptunia, uh, special edition on shelves now at your favorite spirit store. Get it while you can, again, at, uh, at your favorite spirit store. And, of course, uh, uh, joining us now on the program to talk a bit about what happened with the Pels this weekend is none other than Ali Cassell of the Bird Rights. Ali, welcome to the show. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, Eric. How about yourself? Doing pretty good, Ali, considering. Again, um, uh, look... Uh, I felt like maybe the Pels could have played better last night, but to me, all this is land yap. This is just about experience. Uh, I'm hoping that, again, they can make it a series. I think they will. Um, you know, I think there's going to be some adjustments in game two. Uh, I don't think they were ready for the physicality of the game, ready how, how the game was going to be called. And, again, the adjustments really weren't there early, but they, they battled back until CP3 took over. So, as far as the Pels go, I mean, again, uh, I, I can't wait for game two. Uh, get, why don't you give us your synopsis? Of what you saw last night. Yeah, well, everybody watched probably that first half, and I'm curious if anybody sat through them in the second half, but that first half, it looked like a team that was emotionally drained, right? Physically as well, because they got whooped to the point where they barely scored over 30 points in the first half. Couldn't make anything. They were missing even layups, right? Jonas Valanciunas, CJ, and B.I. Never seen all three of them collectively just miss the mark as much as they did. But... Credit to them. They never quit, right? We started seeing that effort muster um, come about in that second quarter. And after halftime, it looked like a completely different team. So that gives you hope. Also gives you hope that um, the bench, boy, they played really well in that second half too. Larry Nance and Trey Murphy look like they should be getting big minutes. I mean, yep. they're completely responsible for the Pelicans making it right past the play-in tournament, especially past that Clippers game. Um there's a lot of good pieces here, and, and it seemed like the Pelicans figured out their offense. I think that was the biggest thing in the second half. As to where in the first half they couldn't score, get Brandon or CJ a look, right? They were getting double, even triple teams sometimes. They started getting in a better rhythm because they uh, started playing with more pace. Of course, they started playing more physically, and I like that the offense seemed to be more in the lane instead of starting out very far and wide. So I feel like they – used game one as an opportunity to learn on what they could do better. And you can basically, you could use that to bounce into game two with a head of steam, which I hope we'll see. Uh, Ali, I'm with you. I mean, again, look, I was a little disappointed that um, they were out physical really in, in, in the first half and really throughout most of the game. Uh, I expected a, a, a case of nerves going into it. Um, I, I don't expect them to, to be in a situation where they miss as many point blank shots as they did last night. Uh, which, again, was frustrating. Uh, but, um, um, again, overall, uh, my expectations are is this is not a team that quits, and we're going to see a different team in Game 2. Now, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not predicting, uh, you know, stealing one on Game 2. I think they got a better chance of winning, some, winning one of the two home games or maybe both of the home games. But I do mm-hmm. think we're going to see a, a different team uh, that comes out uh, in Game 2. Yeah, there shouldn't be any butterflies. Look, 11 of the players on this roster have never been in a postseason game. Right. And that includes, of course, Brandon Ingram. So that won't, that shouldn't be an issue. I shouldn't say won't either, right? You can't guarantee anything in this world. But besides that, you also got to think, like I said, they figured out a lot of things in that second half. So you can use that to go into game two and get off to a better start. Because, look, I, I, that first half, that first very first few minutes, you saw what the Suns were trying to do, and that was, of course, they loaded up the entire middle with all five of their guys because Brandon, CJ, 
and Jonas were all at the top of the key or higher. As to where Jackson and Herb were each in the corner, and guess what? They were completely ignored. The Pels were playing three-on-five basketball, basically. And when you don't push your pace, you're facing, boy, those odds, they're not good. So you like that. Defensively, you saw what you've got to contend with, right? I'm not a big fan of how they started the game with Herb Jones on CP. While that matchup I like, then, of course, he's guarding Devin Booker. I thought he got right. up on basically too good of a strong of a start against Brandon because he got any shot he wanted, and he was hot. So he set the tone. So that gives you another um, chance to evaluate, especially in watching film for the coaching staff on whether you want to change that up. And then, of course, rotations, which unfortunately doesn't sound like after hearing Willie's comments today after practice, he's going to be making any changes, right? Sounds like Jackson Hayes is going to be in there starting for at least game two. Devontae Graham's probably going to keep his role off the bench as well. But, boy, I would sure like to see these players start earning these minutes, especially in such a playoff game, um, Mm -hmm. because there's guys behind them that are more deserving. And you might as well give your team the best chance to succeed, right? Because it is still development. Jackson, it's not necessarily a punishment by sitting on the bench, but it's also just teaching him that you've got to be better. And that's worked for him in the past. So it'll be curious for me to see as well, like I said, in the rotations. Well, and I'm with you. Jackson Hayes has been a non-factor. And in this type of series with the athleticism of the Phoenix Suns, he should be a guy that, again, should should be able to match up pretty, pretty well. And, and he hasn't. Uh, I agree with you as far as Booker goes. To me, it's a waste not having Herb Jones on him. Uh, you can't let this guy go off. And, and honestly... Between Alvarado and, and, and to me, C.J. McCollum, those are the guys that have to take CP3. Now, I know it hurts McCollum a little bit because, you know, you're relying on him so much to score and he's going to expend a lot of energy on defense trying to be able to control CP3. But, again, you cannot allow him just to pick and choose his spots on when he wants to take over like he did last night where he slammed the door on him in the third quarter. Exactly. It wasn't like Chris Paul had just a, a what is it, seven, eight-minute run of spectacular right. basketball. He was fantastic throughout. I personally didn't see Herb Jones dissuade him too much from what he was doing. And I've got to think Chris Paul probably loves the fact that the Pelicans are spending their best perimeter defender on him because he can beat you multiple ways, right? And he chose to, of course, not look for a shot as much against Herb, but get others involved. And that's why I said Devin getting off that quick start. And then the Suns had a lot of good open looks. I mean, you've got to think they're not going to miss as many threes as they did in that game if they keep getting those open shots. Because Bridges didn't make a three. Crowder didn't make one. That usually never happens to the Suns. So, yeah, I'm with you, Eric. CJ's got to basically step up. And you can play smart. You don't have to cover him like Lou 30 feet out. Make him, make him shoot some early jumpers in the game, right, when everybody's still a little cold. Because you know Chris Paul's trying to get everybody else involved first. Plus, again, you had 95 shots last night, okay? I mean, uh, the, the, the Suns had 78. <laughs> I mean – <laughs> you make you make I mean as many point blank shots as they missed at the rim. Those things are not going to happen in game two. Okay, um, you look at at, at the, the points in the paint. They got crushed on points in the paint, fifty to thirty eight. That's where the pedals live. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Anton really again, he, he, whether he was there go, or again he was ghosting, he was changing a lot of shots last night. They they got to adjust to that as well. Right. That's that, that's my biggest concern because you're right. They want to get in the paint. They want to get to the free-throw line. They're not a three-point shooting team, the Pelicans, that is. Outside of, really, C.J. McCollum, you've only got Trey Murphy coming off the bench that you rely on right now for it's made three. So, obviously, you need to somehow get DeAndre Ayton out of all these actions where he's just sitting and backing up whoever's behind him 
um, or needing to assist, whether it's B.I. trying to drive in the lane or C.J. You can't have DeAndre Ayton. He's too good. They've got to figure out a way to get him away from that rim. And, uh, Eric, I'll say one other thing. Valanciunas, you know, even though statistically he had a big game, you're right, that's 7 for 21. The reason the Pelicans missed so many shots in the lane was really it came down to him. He seemed mm-hmm. to be rushing, especially in that yes. first half, too many of his putbacks and stuff like that. He's been in the league long enough to where he's got to use his composure and his strength because, you know, you're not going to out-jump everybody around you on the court, no. and he knows that. So I'm hoping Almost that robotic. A little bit better, too. Right. You know, even he was almost robotic last night. You know what I'm saying? And, and he has to realize he's got a more athletic center he's going against. You know, use the physicality there. And that was another thing that really surprised me. That, again, it took them almost two quarters to kind of adjust on a couple things. Number one, setting up the offense so high that they allowed double and triple teams. And, and again, the uh, – the, 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 uh, the passer in inability to be able to get it to one of the open teammates, and the open teammates not giving the passer a place where he could get the ball to him quickly, and and then and then on the flip side, when you, when you look at, at the situation, um, just again, not being uh, uh, realizing that, that how the refs are going to call a game when it comes to comes to the um, playoffs, and you know eighth seed is not going to get a get, get a get a call on, on the number one seed's home court, uh, you know, on in and and so make make an adjustment. Be physical, okay? But, again, be smart. And, and we didn't see that till late when they started to make their run. Now, the good thing is, again, they adjusted and made the run. Absolutely. That's exactly it, Eric. They made those adjustments in the second half, so they learned from them. They know what's going to be successful on how to attack the Suns' defense. I just want to see, like you said, something more um, on the other side of the court for them. Because, look, I just felt like the Suns got any shot they wanted to where they were almost coasting to me in the second half. Then Chris Paul, of course, turned it on for a little bit. But they really didn't need to do anything else, right, because they were mm-hmm. in such a good flow. I didn't see the Pelicans yep. take them out of anything. So that's got to change as well. Um, and, again, it boils down to me, Jackson. He's got to just make an impact. And we know he likes to score around the rim, but defensively where he can make the biggest mark. And in some games where he was motivated this year, he was that second defender. He was wonderful even on perimeter guys, right? They, they right. could make a three over him when he was playing well. Now it just seems like he's kind of going through the motions. So Pelicans, if they can get something from him, get him going, that would be great. Otherwise, Willie's got to make a change. Well, and, and this is what this leads me to my next question. I mean, it was reported today that Zion's not going to play in the series. And, and, and my, ask, my, my question is immediately why. You know, and, and, you know, instead of this cloak and dagger stuff, you know, bring the medical staff out and show us why he's not playing. Because to me, even at, with 12 to 20 minutes of this guy on the floor, the, 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 the Suns have to adjust to him. And I, I don't think he's going to miss point-blank shots around the rim like we saw Valanciunas miss last night. Now, again, I'm not saying that's going to happen for the entire series uh, for JV, but I'm saying, again, when you have a player like that on the bench and if he physically can go, why are you not playing him? I think most of it comes down to conditioning and his abilities on the court to where he would be refined, right? I've seen him go in warm-ups a lot over these last few weeks. And not only does he still look, he's nowhere near game shape. He's carrying extra weight. He's sweating about five minutes into these just shooting workouts. It's also, I noticed he's a little bit rusty, right, with the, the dribbling, the passing, and all this, you know, all the intangibles you got to be able to do out there on the court. So I just honestly don't think he's ready. And I'm, you know, I sit on the fence here because I know what you're saying. You put in somebody with those those explosive skills, they're going to make an right. impact somehow. He's got to make some type of an impact. 
Yeah, but on the other even side, a small, even if it, well, even if it's a twelve to twenty minutes off the bench, I'm not saying mess your mess up your routing lineup. I'm saying that again, you're bringing in a guy that again that is going to have to get attention from the opposing team, no matter what. Which again is going to open up things for other players at the very least. Uh, and and then if he look, if he proves he can't get it done, he can't get it done at this point. Then you're shutting up his. Then you're shutting up his camp as well because at least you've given him an opportunity to get on the floor. If it's it, there's nothing physically that can happen to the bone in the foot that's gonna that, that's gonna that's gonna gonna retard his progress into next year. I don't see why they're not playing him. Well, one thing going to his health is he's not doing full five on five uh, practice scrimmages running up and down the court. So that makes me think that he is not 110% ready to go where there's that trust in that foot. Because otherwise he would be, right? Um, and that would be the last step before playing, and he's not there yet. So that gives me cause for concern. But the other thing, Eric, going to your earlier uh, question is, not only do you have to worry about his skills and, and being able to contribute positively, I also worry about how, in Willie Green's mind, how's he going to fit out there to where you've got to be on such a string, right, defensively, and also mm-hmm. on offense. Because these guys yes. have played each other, what, C.J. played for tw- over 25 games with this group. They've gotten right. used to one another. Zion's jumping in there, boy, he, he's just—he's a game changer, of course, but also for your game plan because of right. all the attention he commands, right? All the well, He's a ball-dominant player, there's no doubt. In order for him so, to be effective, he's got to have the ball in his hand. He's not going to—defensively, yeah, he's not going to wow you. Just yeah. yet, but because you have two games. After tomorrow's game, you're going to have right. two off days. So I would have liked to have at least been paused and maybe thought about, well, let's go to, through two hard practices and maybe make some inroads of whatever's troubling and keeping Zion still on the sideline. Because, boy, yes. they could definitely use him at home. Could you imagine that crowd? Oh, if they Come on, he walks out on the floor? Center. Just then he walks out on the floor for warm-ups. Are you kidding me? Yeah, right. So, yeah, they kind of missed an opportunity there. They, they didn't need to push this uh, info out there right now because, look, they basically kept them day-to-day or whatever right. in such a murky – Right situation for the longest. We wouldn't have hurt to wait a couple more games. Now, I'm, I'm with you. All right. Got about three minutes left. Give me your adjustments that have to be made for this team. Uh, to Let me say it. To, to, to steal one from Phoenix on, on Tuesday night. Well, without doubt, push the pace right up, right, right, right from the get-go. I saw, you know, CJ, you know, anybody who's bringing the ball to the court, they're just walking it up, putting no pressure on, of course, the Suns' defense. In the second half, they changed that. It worked. So play with that tenacity. Figure out a better game plan defensively for that combo of Chris Paul and Devin Booker. You can't have both of those guys beating you, right? So go and try and at least shut down one of them. And, and as you already mentioned, and I believe, you've got to put Herb Jones on Devin Booker. Make it incredibly tough on him. That's what happened when the Pelicans played them in their and got their lone victory against Phoenix. They had Herb on Devin. Of course, Chris Paul wasn't playing, but we saw how hard he had to work. I think that's the route you got to take. Any uh, changes in the lineup that you'll see, or you think he's going to stay with the same lineup? No, Willie Green announced that he's going to stick with it at least. It sounds like for at least game two. So, mm-hmm. unfortunately, because I, I personally would make a change, I would put Trey Murphy, who's been outstanding, going back mm-hmm. to like the second week of March into that lineup. They need that floor spacing. Plus, he's a better rebounder than Jackson right now, and right. I would say he's giving you even more defensively. So unfortunately, he's definitely giving you more hustle than, than Jackson's giving you right now. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, Eric. I mean, and by doing that move, then you're going to be able to give Larry more time off the bench. Jose, mm-hmm. right? Even Nani. Right. I mean, I think, honestly, you start Trey, and I'm not even sure you keep Jackson in the rotation at this point. He hasn't proven it. 
Well, you know, I, I, I just like to see him play better. I, I just think that, again, physically he matches up so well in this, in this particular um, series because of his athleticism. But he's got to bring something to the table for the team, and he hasn't done that. I mean, again, after he gets his opening minutes, you don't see him again. He's at the end of the bench. So, you know, it, it is what it is. Tell us about the bird rights. Tell us about what you guys got coming up for us uh, and as far as, again, playoff coverage and how folks can follow you on social media. Yeah, so we previewed the heck out of, recapped, and even got an article in on Larry Nance for game one. We're going to try and do the same thing for all the rest of the games in this series, and hopefully they'll go, this series will last longer than four. But, yeah, with each game, try and figure out what adjustments need to be made, highlight the players that are playing well, you know, the usual stuff we try and provide. At Ali Gassell on Twitter. Ali, always a pleasure, my friend. Look, I don't know about you. I'm not. Uh, I don't think they'll win this series, but I think they could be competitive in this series again, especially after getting punched in the mouth last night. I think they could take two games. Yeah. Me too. And I felt that way before even seeing this first game. Mm -hmm. And even more so now. I'm actually even more optimistic because I saw so many positives in that second half. So you're going to get, I think, at least one you win here at home, of course, in three or four. But can you steal game two? That would be something. Yep. Now, if you can steal game two, that's something. Yeah. I mean, that's what's the old saying? It's not a series until you win on the on the opposing team's own floor, right? Exactly. So we'll see how it plays out. Always a pleasure, my friend. Great information as always. We'll check in with you next week. Absolutely. Take care. I like to sell the bird rights again. Joining us here here on the program. Hey, don't forget about the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. It's right around the corner. That's right, April 29th through May 8th. And listen to the lineup: Red Hot Chili Peppers, Stevie Nicks, Luke Combs, Willie Nelson, uh, The Who, Jimmy Buffett, Lionel Richie, Erica Badu, Ludacris, Nora Jones. Uh, how about a little revivalist? Billy Strings, Lauren Daigle, Randy Newman, Charlie Wilson's in the house. Trombone Shorty. Uh, also, again, the Black Crows, the Meters, Cool and the Gang, Jose Feliciano, Boss Gags, uh, Elvis Costello, Buddy Guy, Dumps the Funk, uh, Leo Nocentelli, one of the original Meters, doing a set. Also, Kermit Ruffins, the Soul Rebels, Nicholas Payton, uh, Tank and the Bangas, the Hot 8 Brass Band, Dirty Dozen Brass Band, CeeLo Jones, Bonorama's going to be in the house, uh, Samantha Fish, Tab Benoit, Ricky Lee Jones, and so much more. Fantastic food. Again, uh, the cuisine is second to none. Uh, great arts and crafts. You get lost in the arts and crafts for a day if you want. And, of course, the music, the vibe. Nothing like us. New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival presented by Shell. Again, April 29th through May 8th. Get your tickets now. All right, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. In the market for a new system, Burkhardt's got you covered. Uh, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. Come on, again, all you do is reach out to them at acpromise.com. Remember, authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. Ask about their 25% energy reduction guarantee. And, of course, let them sit down with you, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for for a system. And, of course, then here come the installers, which are second to none, using the latest equipment to measure your home, to make sure you've got the right AC system for your home or business. And then, of course, the service at the sale, impeccable. Uh, Burkhardt, since 1989, family-owned and operated, looking for something you can trust with your AC system. It's Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opelie. 
Southern Tire, family owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. We offer a large selection of tires that will fit your budget no matter what you drive. In the market for a new set of wheels at Southern Tire, we are your wheel experts. Choose from our large selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Financing available. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Miata Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeatInsAgency.com. Oceana Grill, Bourbon and Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign should say, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you could put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. Spilled your milkshake? Quick, the quicker picker upper. Bounty picks up spills quicker. And each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less than the leading ordinary brand. So you can get back to your milkshake. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, and they're like, it's better than your Bounty, the quicker picker upper. Need new wiper blades? Not sure which ones to buy? The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts can help. We'll show you options for your specific car and even install them for free. Right now, save $10 per pair on Bosch Focus wiper blades plus earn double O rewards points. There's no better time to replace your wiper blades. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. This Saturday, April 23rd, grab your family and friends and head to the Shrine on Airline for NOLA Gold Rugby. NOLA Gold Rugby. The fun starts at 5 p.m. with a band and crawfish boil on the concourse. Then second line to your seats for a 7 o'clock kickoff. Stick around for the post-game fireworks and player meet and greet. Post-game fireworks and player meet and greet. It's not just a game, but a true experience. Get tickets today at nolagoldrugby.com. Hey, don't forget about Dave Miet Insurance. is a full-service uh, independent insurance agency since 1958. Auto, home, life, business, health, uh, commercial, 
policies all available for you. And, of course, serving the entire metropolitan area, East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, the River Parishes, Dave Mead Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in today for a quote at 504-556-0809 or his one-stop shop website, D-A-V-E-M-I-L-O-E-T-I-N-S-A-Z.com. Want to save? Call Dave, 504-556-0809. You're listening to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by Hendricks Neptunia Gin. Uh, we'll be right back after these messages. Larry Holder joins the 535 open phone lines in the 5 o'clock hour. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Our dining rooms are a beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. This is Eric Asher. Have you noticed that it's more and more common these days that products are hard to find or even sold out? Well, I'm here to tell you that air conditioning equipment doesn't have to be one of those things. The folks at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating take your comfort seriously. But that means they keep the product on hand so when your AC breaks, they got a replacement ready. So never wait. Never worry. When you need help, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you.
Hour number two of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6. Taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6, right here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon. Uh, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms. Free download for your smartphone or tablet. Take the show with you anywhere. And, of course, you can also check out our podcast on the um, on those digital platforms. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base on your favorite podcasting platform. Normally up about 20 minutes after each program ends. Uh, Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web if you want to catch us there. Uh, this week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, Jordy Collada backed by popular demand. Jordy's done a great job with his program, Jordy Collada Show out of Baton Rouge. He was with us about, um, I want to say about six, six weeks ago. And uh, I've got a bunch of emails from folks that want to bring him back. We'll be bringing him back on the program this week. So, again, check us out Thursday night, li- Thursday afternoon, live broadcast at 1 p.m. on WLAE TV. Also, live streaming on the WLAE TV YouTube page. Uh, 6 p.m. is our first rebroadcast on LE on Thursday night. Uh, 10 o'clock on the Deuce WLAE TV 2. 9 o'clock Pelican Sports Television on Friday night. 10 o'clock on LAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Deuce. Saturday afternoon at Pel- Pelican Sports Television at 5 p.m. Always at Eric Asher. Com, always on our social media platforms as well, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram, uh, and also the WLETV YouTube page. Check out all the previous episodes there, and uh, also on my website, Eric, EricAsher.com, so check them out there as well. Um, Thanks to Ollie Gassel for joining us in, in the first hour. Always appreciate his time. And we've been getting a little early in the week because of uh, the playoffs. And uh, we'll try to get a few more correspondence on this week uh, to talk about the Pels and the Suns as this um, series goes forward. Uh, again, uh, game two on Tuesday night. Game, uh, game three on Friday night in New Orleans. Game four Sunday night in New Orleans. Uh, and we'll see how that plays out. Uh, we'll get a little bit more into that in just a few minutes. But again, um, uh, today's program is brought to you by our good friends at Hendricks Gin Neptunia. Um, it's, this is a fantastic, high-premium, super-premium gin uh, that, that, again, is a one-of-a-kind, uh, and it's a limited edition. Now, we've done this a couple times with, uh, with the Hendricks Gin. Uh, the Midsummer Solstice was incredible. Uh, again, just flying off the shelves. That was followed by Lunar, uh, which again was 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 a big hit. And so this is now the the, the third in in this particular um, uh, category of a limited edition spirits in the super super premium gin category. Uh, Henrik's Neptunia. Uh, first of all, again, the bottle as always beautiful, great presentation, which is always fantastic to have on your bar. Uh, but it's different, and and the beautiful thing about Hendrix is, again, they are willing to be able to go in and and to be able to uh, play with the formula, so to speak, to creating a, a new spirit, a new taste, a new flavor profile, and they've done it here. Notes of coastal freshness, balanced with fresh notes of citrus, alluring juniper uh, characters, lengthened by again the. Deep earthy notes of the locally sourced Scottish seaside bot- botanicals. You got fresh coastal herbs, okay, and then an unmistakable crisp citrus finish uh, that makes this a one of a kind gin for you. Uh, gin drinkers, you got to try it. Those that are not gin drinkers that maybe have swore gin away and, and, you, and you're just looking, maybe you'd like to taste a gin. Uh, that maybe is a different flavor profile, much like, again, some Midsummer Solstice, much like Lunar. Uh, you can find that now uh, in Hendrick's Neptunia. So it can be found at all your favorite spirit stores. So it's there. It's a limited edition release, opened up in March. Again, when, and it'll be 12 months, and when, it, when it's over, it's over. 
So, again, it's, it's perfect now for the spring and summer months. It's refreshing. Uh, no matter how you want to be able to, to, again, utilize that in the cocktail of your choice. But get out there right now and enjoy, again, uh, this limited edition. Uh, spirit in the in the super gin, uh, super premium gin category is none other than Hendrix Neptunia. Again, now available at spirit stores near you, and should be in your favorite bar as well. Okay, I can tell you right now. I know one place it's going to be. It's going to be at Katie's in Mid City. I can tell you that right now. And there ain't no doubt about that. Look, first of all, congratulations to the Pels. Right? I mean, what they did in the two play-in games to get to where they are now, uh, just absolutely miraculous. After starting, you know, one and twelve, three and sixteen. Again, we've we documented it. There's nobody on God's green earth, and I'm I'm telling you, Willie Green could say he thought he was going to be there, but there's no. When you start one and twelve, and then you have the history of this of this particular uh, franchise, nobody believed they'd be in this position right now. Nobody. Three and sixteen? Are you kidding me? Again, they they were. Most people just count them out. You know, I mean, on the mat, one, two, three. Okay, knockout. Okay, no moss. I'm waiting for no moss, right? But this team has been resilient. And uh, look, tomorrow I'm going to get into this a little bit deeper. But I was very critical of David Griffin, and, and rightly so. Okay, Griff came in, a lot of pomp and circumstance. I bought into it. Uh, did my research on Griffin. Yes, again, you can talk about his time in Cleveland, and maybe again, uh, you know, he was going in one direction where he was going to build through the draft. LeBron comes in. Again, he, he shelves that. All of a sudden, you know, LeBron's dictating a lot of what's going to happen in terms of, again, who's surrounding him with, who's going to be the coach, et cetera. I mean, we saw all of that. So, again, you could say in a lot of cases that the, the – the championship that he has is maybe kind of LeBron's championship because he kind of took over, like he has with the Los Angeles Lakers, which, again, has failed, by the way, okay? Uh, no sustainability to that. But Griff came in, and after listening to him on TV for a few years, you knew he had the knowledge to be able to do this. But could he get it done? I was all in. You know I had the biggest man crush on him uh, when, um, when, he came, when he came to New Orleans. I thought he was going to be a guy that could change this, that could turn this thing around. But he stubbed his toe. And, and made so many mistakes early. I mean, the only good thing that happened really was, again, um, uh, he got the most out he could out of, the, out of the Anthony Davis trade, which you give him a lot of credit for because, you know, Clutch Sports, LeBron James, and, and also the Lakers with, again, the legal tampering, or illegal tampering, which is what it should have been. But, again, the commission doesn't have the balls enough to be able to call them on it, right, uh, because of LeBron James and Clutch Sports. And, of course, uh, Los Angeles being, again, you know, the, one of the major uh, ma- major franchises in the NBA. David Stern would not have put up with it. I'll tell you that right now. Stern would not have put up with it. And, again, still, I'm not disrespecting the commissioner because he's been a great commissioner. But he should have stepped in there, and he didn't. So he gets the maximum amount what he can get out of, the, out of that deal. And then came kind of the, the, the Zion situation where, again, you got, I mean, you got lucky, okay? Or, again, wink, wink. Uh, the ping pong balls fell, fell your way, whatever it was. You get another generational player, at least what is thought to be a generational player, falls in your lap. That draft the first year was a great draft, okay? And I still say some of those other players, Didi Lozada, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, are going to have a chance to be able to, again, grow if they get with the right team and be pretty good pros. Uh, Jackson Hayes has shown flashes at times, even though he's kind of disappeared in this series. So, I mean, I, I, I like that draft, and then came again, 
just really bad moves in retaining Alvin Gentry and then bringing in Van Gundy. Just didn't work. You retarded the progress. Then going out and getting a Steven Adams, which really didn't work for what you were trying to do with Zion. And then, of course, Bledsoe, who everybody thought might be the, you know, the Bledsoe that maybe you were getting uh, when, they, when they were trying to trade Chris Paul uh, way back when. And Bledsoe was one of the guys that I really wanted. And he came in, and he just did not like, like New Orleans. He laid on the leg of New Orleans. And, and at the end of the day, uh, it was, again, it was a horrible deal. And then he had to take draft picks uh, that that were that were coveted, you know, the, from from the Milwaukee deal, from the uh, from the Laker deal, in a lot of cases, to try to make up for that. But again, he did it in in such a shrewd way. I mean, using this last draft pick, and I'm gonna get more into it tomorrow. Uh, using the Laker pick, trading it three times, really, okay. Uh, you know, putting contingents on it. You know, one one to five. Uh, Was it four, six to ten, uh, and then uh, and, and then ten to twenty or something like that. I, have to, I don't have it in front of me, so I don't, I don't want to spout out something that's that's not that's incorrect. But some of the things he did was was genius in terms of again how he squeezed out the most out of these last few deals to turn this team around, and the way things have fallen now, he looks like a genius. Now this is a guy that had his back clearly against the wall. What was clearly going to get fired at the end of the season. So he had nothing to lose. So he went all in, put all his chips in the middle of the table. Ultimately, again, bringing in Valanciunas had made a big difference. Uh, you talk about Deontay Graham. No, he's not the player that everybody thought he was going to be, including myself included, as far as uh, coming in and being a scorer. You know, you let Lonzo Ball go for almost nothing, and you could have traded him the year before and got something substantial for him, even if it was just draft picks. But now you're in a situation where um, he was shrewd in terms of, again, the deals that he made this year. So when I say he, he again, you, that, that he took the picks that, that were coveted draft picks and he had, to, he had to use those to be able to make up for his losses, uh, and, and when I say losses, I mean bad deals that he made previously, in a way it really turned out when you look at it now that he didn't. That all those second-round picks that the, that the Pelicans have been acquiring now over the last few years that I've been telling you guys that, again, that are chips, okay, for a trade, that now it looks like the Pelicans are going to get the Lakers' first-round pick, which is going to be a lottery pick. Again, a lot of the picks that they're going to have to give up now for the players they brought in will now, be, will now convert to second-round picks, right? I mean, so in a lot of cases, he pulled a rabbit out of his hat, the midseason trade for McCollum has been incredible with bringing Nance and McCollum and early on Snell. Uh, you look how that has worked out, and that has been, again, the, what has catapulted them into the position they're in right now to be in the playoffs. So, as I mentioned, I'll get to it a little deeper tomorrow with more facts. But just on, on its surface, David Griffin, again, drowning as a general manager, and because in his case, vice president of basketball operations, right? Looked like he was on his way out, dead, dead, dead VP walking, turned it around. Now, I do not agree with the Zion Williamson situation. I think they should have been more open and honest throughout the entire season on what was going on there. It's a he said, she said situation between the Zion Williamson family and, 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 the, um, and, and the, uh, the club. And in a lot of cases, the club is not saying anything. You know, they got caught saying he was going to be only a few weeks. He'd be ready to go by, by the beginning of the season. He hadn't played a, hadn't played a game. And I think a lot of us were anticipating him having the opportunity to be able to come back, at least in this playoff series. 
And the announcement today that he's not going to play, a little bit frustrating. I've got to be honest with you. You know, Ali's at the press. I'm not. So Ali's telling us yesterday, today that he's seen him at practice. Dude's out of shape. Well, I mean, that's on him, okay, uh, at, 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 at this point. Um, I still think that if the dude is not going to injure his foot anymore, that 12 to 15 to 20 minutes on the floor, even in a playoff game where maybe you're playing him in spurts, is not going to hurt you. It can only help you. And maybe he catches fire one game. Maybe, he again, he's in a situation where he's putting the team over the top. So we'll see how it plays out. But it doesn't look like he's going to play. But I have faith in this team, okay, to, to the point not that they're going to beat the Suns in this series. I don't believe that. I didn't believe that going in. It's the Phoenix Suns. they got a very good chance of winning the championship this year. Okay? They are now battle-tested. A lot of the young players have playoff games under their belt. You saw, you see that now. You saw that in how to play. Pels now, again, have know how, how to, at least should know how, to, how this is going to go from the physicality of a playoff game, what you can expect, what the officials are going to let you get away with, and, and, and play accordingly. And then they're not going to miss the shot, point-blank shots they missed last night. But they got to figure out a better way to play defense. That's the one thing. Because, again, they don't have any answer for Booker. They don't have any answer for CP3 right now. They don't have any answer for Anton. And that's their big three. CP3 turned it on last night and shut the door on Slammed it. Okay? Booker, again, had his way all night long. And Anton, again, even, even when he wasn't in the paint in a position to be able to make a play defensively, he ghosted the team. Everybody's worrying about where he's at. I mean, you got to play ball. Can't worry about that. So we'll see. Game two coming up tomorrow night, and then uh, game four and game uh, game three and four in New Orleans. Meanwhile, the Zurich Classic in New Orleans uh, this week going to be huge in the city. Uh, a lot of lot of spotlight again. Uh, uh, probably see a lot of those golfers at the games on at the game on uh, on Friday and Sunday. More than likely, a lot of those guys would be there. So you'll see a lot of who's who there. So that's big. It's big. This is big for for the city. So this is a big big for the for the charities in our city as well. Uh, Saints have re-signed Dwayne Washington. Still no word. Look, let me just say this right now, ladies and gentlemen. I do not believe the New Orleans Saints are going to make any splashes before the draft. I don't think they're, they're signing um, uh, Honey Badger. I don't think that uh, uh, Landry's going to be signed by the Saints. I don't think they're going out and making any blockbuster signings until now after the draft. So, you know, I think pretty much right now they're hunkered down and, and, de- and dealing with the draft. Now, Matt Corral is supposed to come in and visit the Saints this week, but also the Falcons. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, but um, uh, it's the draft we have to start looking to. And then after that, they're, they're, then they'll, they'll probably pick and choose what they're going to do in terms of filling the holes that are left. So it is, it is what it is. Look, $19 million to spend. They're, wait, they're, they're going to wait this thing out. They're going to wait this thing out and see if they can get the best deal possible. We'll see if, again, that ends up biting them. Because I still am of the opinion, this team, if you give Jameis Winston weapons, if you fill that left tackle position one way or the other and you get, a, again, a quality safety on the back end to go again with this defense, which looks like it's a Super Bowl-type defense, this team can contend in the NFC. Now, maybe wrong. Look, I've said this before. Nobody knows what a team is on, on paper when you're talking about April, May, June, July, or into August. What counts is in September. And between injuries, the changeover in team's personnel, Again, teams can change very, very quickly from very, very good to very, very bad, very, very bad from very, very good. 
Saints have, again, have been, uh, been pretty steady throughout this, the, the tenure. But, again, Sean Payton's gone. We have no idea how Dennis Allen uh, coach team is going to look. Nobody knows. You could say you think you know, but nobody knows. So we'll see how that plays out. But I believe, just on paper, you add a few players, quality players, to this roster at positions of need, and I'm talking veterans in addition to, to again, the rookie class, and you have a chance to compete. And that's all you can ask for at this point in a post-Breeze, and a post-Payton era, to have a chance to be able to compete and to be able to, again, set your own path going forward. Because that's what this is. We have no idea how Carmichael's going to call a game without, without Payton. Okay, even though, well, okay, Payton was on suspension. No, without Payton in the building or, again, breathing over your shoulder or, again, again having the feeling that what would Payton do? So we'll see how this kind of plays out. Corey Kiner, I mentioned this in the first hour. He has entered the transfer portal. He's walking away from the LSU Tigers. Um, look, it's been a tough road uh, for, for Brian Kelly in terms of rebuilding this uh, this, uh, or this, this uh, uh, collegiate team. 26 players have entered the transfer portal since August of 2020. Okay? I mean, that, that's a huge turnover when you're talking about, again, losing all those players. And these are These are not... Bad players. These are not players that felt like, man, I can't make the roster. These are a lot of players now that, uh, as you get into the post-Ed Ogeron uh, era, guys that can play right now at LSU still. It's going to hurt their depth. There's no doubt about that. Um, you look at where they're at, and to me, and I mentioned this in the first hour, anybody walks away today. Okay, anybody putting their name in the transfer portal, thanking LSU for the time they've been there and the friendships and everything else, you don't want the competition. Period. The end. You're looking at the landscape of what's in front of you, and you're saying to yourself, A, either the offense doesn't fit what I can do well, or B, I can't beat the guy out in front of me. And I know it. So guys like that that are walking away now, let them walk. Because obviously, again, they're not willing to get in there and to be able to do what's necessary to be able to fight for their position. So it is what it is. And, and look, kind of could be a pretty good back. He may go elsewhere and roll. But here's the problem, ladies and gentlemen. There's over 1,000 players in the transfer portal. So when you talk about all these players in the transfer portal looking for a place to land, eventually guys are going to be in a situation where they're going to be going again to the subdivisions to play when you had a chance to be able to do it in the big time in the SEC. So we'll see again ultimately what happens there. But, look, he's a loss. But at this point, anybody walking away is because, A, they feel like the system doesn't fit them, or, B, they're just not up to the competition. And that, that's, that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. Uh, as far as the breakers go, look, I watched, as I mentioned in the first, I watched about three quarters of the game. It started late. I got into it. I had to, had to record. I had to flip on the, on, on the DVR to record the rest of the game. They beat the Stars 23-17. Look, I was impressed by a few defensive players, a couple guys on offense. But this is, this is like minor league football, man, okay? I understand they got a, a television contract and a lot of these guys. These guys are, kind of, are like the last bastion of, of trying to make it. I mean, the Canadian League's got more talent. So now you're talking about the XFL. This is what I was talking about. The oversaturation of, again, these, ex, these, league, these spring leagues, instead of having one really good spring league that maybe could compete with the NFL, that maybe is taking a few players here and there, or maybe the NFL is taking a few players from that league and saying, you could play on this level. Now, these, this is like the last bastion of, of, of again, uh, of pro football, the, the opportunity to get on the field. Now, 
Some of these guys may impress and may end up on may end up on a on a, uh, on a training camp a roster. You know, we'll see. Uh, certainly, the the breakers looked like they had a few players out there that were head and shoulders of of, of, the, of the competition. But I got to tell you, boring. Okay, I mean, I was you know, I mean, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna sit there and watch the breakers. I'm gonna watch the NBA NBA playoff game. And that's where, that's where I was stuck yesterday, trying to figure out, again, what I'm going to do. But for the show, I wanted to at least get a little taste of it. Not having fans in the stands, I mean, it's just it's very antiseptic type, at, type atmosphere there. Uh, so, you know, we'll see how that plays out. I never understood. I understood on one case you don't want to have to deal with, um, you know, going to the stadiums and travel. There's a lot of things you're saving in terms from the, from the standpoint of the, um, of, of the league, trying, trying to be able to make it, but... You know, there's no, there's no home feel. I mean, look, sports is – it almost feels like during the pandemic, right, when you couldn't have fans. So hopefully that will change going forward. But, I mean, if you live in Birmingham, why are you pulling for New Orleans, okay? How many people are going are gonna to travel from New Orleans to Birmingham to go see the Breakers play? So we'll see, we'll see ultimately how this shakes out. This could be, a, this could be, this, this could be one of those one-year wonders. And, look, everybody got excited because it was the old USFL name and the, and the team's the same, the color's the same, the city's the same. It's not the same. It's not the same as it was in 1984. Sorry. It's not the same as it was when, it's, when, when, when this, when this uh, uh, league started. It's just not the same. And, and I don't know if, if they have the ability in, in today's day and age to replicate what the USFL did back then. When they truly had teams, uh, again, that, that – uh, the NFL teams were pulling players off, including the New Orleans Saints, that got them over the top. I'll say it again before we break. If it wasn't for Jim Moore and the USFL and the players they got from the USFL to go along with Bum Phillips' players that, again, that he had drafted and, and, and kind of cultivated, you would not, have, would not have seen up until that time the greatest era in Saints history. Okay? The USFL had a lot to do with that. On the handful of players that again that were that were that became Saints, that put this team over the top, and ultimately bringing a guy like Jim Moore and his staff from from the Philadelphia Stars, so a little different situation. This looks like minor league football to me. It just does. All right, don't forget about my friends over at Southern Tire Hickory and Airline in Metairie, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. I don't care where you live. Look, everybody's looking for a mechanic shop they can trust when when your when your uh, vehicle is out of warranty. You can trust Southern Tire. ASD certified technicians, same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership, and again, a family-owned and operated business. The Piazza family's owned Southern Tire since 1972, standing behind their work. They're there. Tony Sr. is there. Tony Jr. is there. They're in the shop. Uh, Tony's wife and his daughter in, in, in the office. Truly a family-owned and operated organization. And then when you're talking about the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, bar none, something for everyone's budget. They'll never try to oversell you a tire. They'll never try to tell you sell you something that you cannot afford. They have enough in stock that, again, you could get something that will fit your budget. And financing is available. Wheels and tires are 30 inches. Don't forget those rims are damaged. Bring them to Southern Tire. They'll, they'll get them good as new for you. Repair them. They'll be back on, back on the road. Open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. And, of course, go to southerntire.com. Check out all the services they provide for their customers. Include that diagnostic page, which is a great way to troubleshoot what's wrong with your vehicle. Then bring it on over to Southern Tire, owned by the Piazza family since 1972. Hickory Airline in Metairie. We'll be right back. 
Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgaters Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 1061 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgaters Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by News Nation. You're looking for real news. News Nation doesn't take sides or lean into political agendas. At News Nation, you get all sides. If you're looking for news without the noise, come back to the news with News Nation. News for all America. Go to newsnationnow.com slash join us to find your television provider. Look out for delays that are solid if you're traveling on 10 westbound from just past City Park to just past the airport. On the 610 on the westbound side, delays are steady from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. Look out for delays on 10 westbound from North Claiborne to Canal. Also, if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway, delays are steady from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. And look out for an accident, Loyola at Upper Line. And also, Loyola Drive is closed between Veterans and I-10 due to an accident. And also, vet uh, Veterans is closed on both the east and westbound sides between Loyola and Airport Access Road due to an accident. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, Great Southern dishes. Check out our menu online at BienvenueHarahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors. Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. Are you ready for the stifling New Orleans heat this year? Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to getting my AC ready each and every year, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Eating. With 30 years in the business, they really know what they're doing, and they can work on any AC system on the market. Burkhardt gets your system running right. They can find and fix the problems before you really need that AC this year. Schedule your tune-up now with Burkhardt at acpromise.com. acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. 
DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. In the market for a generator, Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating Generator Sales and Service has you covered. That's right. Plenty of generators for you. I was talking to Jason Burkhardt today. He said that, you know, if, if possible, he could handle hundreds of more generators. That's, again, how much generators are in demand right now. They have generators in their warehouse. They'll come out to your home, sit down with you or your business, fuel consultation with you, find out what you're looking for in terms of powering up your home when the electricity goes out, powering up your business when the electricity goes out. Financing available generators, you can pay it over time. It doesn't come out all that money all up front. You pay it over time. And then, of course, the new install quality check after one month. They do that for everything they install for their customers, part of their customer service pledge. Then comes, after the single-day install, emergency service. When you need service, they're there for you. 24-7, 365, with a warehouse fully stocked with all the parts you need for your generator. Generator sales and service, that's their business. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. For a company you can trust with generator sales, service, it's Burkhardt. acpromise.com, acpromise.com. All right, joining us on the program now, as he does each and every Monday, Larry Holder of The Athletic is our guest. Larry, how are you, my friend? I am good, Eric. How are you today? Doing great. Uh, were you able to figure out uh, how the Russians hacked your, um, your, your, your Twitter? <laughs> I, I, did not, uh, I did not quite figure it all out, uh, but <laughs> it is unhacked. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it, it was a... Uh, Quite a wild, uh, let's say, I don't know, uh, 16 hours of, uh, of yeah. anyone who followed me on Twitter. Uh, all of a sudden, I became uh, an owl of sorts. No, how, mm. why, but uh, it's, uh, it is ready to go uh, back to normal, uh, thankfully, or maybe unthankfully, because, you know, Twitter right. might, might, it could be a, a wild place sometimes. Oh, it is the wild, wild west, but, but again... Uh, I didn't even realize it, Larry. I had I had a few people text me yesterday and say, "What's up with Larry Holder's Twitter?" Like again, like I'm the gatekeeper of Larry Holder's Twitter, right? I'm like, I don't even know. I mean, I mean it's Easter Sunday. I'm not dealing with Larry Holder's Twitter, but again, come to find out that again, something about an owl, something about again uh, uh, being held hostage. I don't know, uh, but I'm glad to hear back that you're back on Twitter and uh, and uh, and able to uh, continue your work uh, via social media. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it's funny because I found out, uh, it was like something was up. And so I alerted Twitter. This was hours before I, all mm-hmm. the, uh, the wild, crazy tweets came out. And then obviously it, it all came out at once because I had about 30, 35 people, uh, text, uh, slack in our, in our, at the athletic, uh, <laughs> inner workings in, <laughs> in, in the office, uh, uh, alert me, but I had already, uh, uh, alerted Twitter and our our company social team a few hours before, uh, so mm. it, it took a minute. But we're back to normal, uh, right. and I'm sure my Twitter feed uh, coming up in the next week and a half uh, or so is going to be, uh, or, or really two weeks, will be heavy, heavy NFL draft as we're gearing up uh, uh, for for all of our coverage at the Athletic and of course uh, uh, around town here with the Saints. 
no doubt. Well, before I get into that, I know you're a big uh, Zurich Classic guy. Will you be out there? Will you go out to the, to the golf tournament this week? Uh, are you going to be doing anything for the um, uh, for, for the site as far as the tournament? No, I'm not necessarily covering it, uh, but uh, no, I will be dropping my kids off Thursday morning and then going to the golf course. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm taking the day off. So I'm, I'm actually going to be able to go out and enjoy right. and enjoy it. Bit of, right. Yeah. And it, it's, uh, it, it's perfect just because uh, you're, you're not going to have a, a conflict with jazz fest. You're not going to have a conflict with the draft. Uh, right. It's, it's mapped out perfectly. And man, the field, if you've been keeping up with, with what's going on, uh, especially look, even with the masters, I mean, Scotty Scheffler, mm-hmm. he will be at Zurich. Uh, you know, they've got, uh, uh, you might not know some of the names, but uh, they are uh, the top golfers in the world will be at Zurich Classic. Uh, their this... field might be better than it's been in a long, long time. Well, Larry, you and I did live remotes there for years when you went in radio. Uh, again, you, you've been out there. You've covered it. I mean, it's such a different situation now in terms of the team play as opposed to, again, uh, being a regular stop on the PGA Tour. And it seems to have enhanced everything uh, for, for, for the tour stop as well because, again, more, more, more players want to play here with, within the team format. Uh, and, then, and then the other part of it is New Orleanians have kind of rediscovered it as well for what it is, which is, again, uh, a, a giant outside party that revolves around golf. Right, and I feel like the uh, the international players have really embraced it uh, heavily in terms of uh, getting together and uh, pairing up because uh, y'all play team play, uh, you know, when it comes to President's Cup, Ryder Cup, and it's been really a big uh, source of uh, practice. Obviously, you want to win the tournament, but you're, it helps you kind of gear up for those events as well. I know the, the you know, Steve Worthy, ahead of uh, the, the tournament and getting players and such. I mean, that's a big draw for them. But, uh, you know, you're seeing uh, the top-ranked players in the world uh, come up and team up, and it's really become kind of a tradition, uh, you know. And it's uh, you even have players where they're trying to kind of – I'm not saying bid with money, but bid for their the best partner they can get. Uh, and then you go out there and – uh, look, the amenities are, are going to be back to normal. Uh, last year, uh, they, you could only cap off the certain amount of people that could go. Right. And this year, it is back open. All of the venues are open. I know they've even added the um, a, a new venue, uh, and it's exclusive with walk-ons. Uh, right. And it's between 17 and 18. And I'm curious to see uh, how that uh, looks. And it, it's kind of got a feel uh, from what I've been told, it, where the players kind of walk through, and it's almost like in, um, in, in at AT&T Stadium, Jerry World, where uh, the players walk through and they see the fans kind of through glass and they walk through uh, to the field. Well, this is going to be mm-hmm. walking through from 17 to 18, so something new. And I know people are going to be going out in droves just because uh, everyone can go and it doesn't counteract with any of the other uh, major events that it usually yep. does. So I'm lo- I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm looking forward to it just for the tournament and the city and uh, you know and the PGA Tour. Well, me too. And again, it's another way, for, well, another t- opportunity for us to showcase the city. 
uh, to an international stage, which, again, is like we did the Final Four a couple weeks ago. And, uh, you know, again, it's for, for, for those that in the, in, the, in the sports media, it's not one of those deals where you've got, you got so many other things going on, including the Jazz Fest, right? We had the draft, uh, Zerk in the same weekend. That was really tough. You know, um, with, with limited amount of people to be able to be able to cover all those things, but you know, a little bit easier now. Even though, again, the Pels will be playing game four and game um, game three and game four uh, on Friday and, and and Sunday night. Which, again, I, I said earlier today, I can see a lot of those golfers ending up, you know, in floor seats, you know, or in suites watching those games uh, in New Orleans as well. I would assume that would be the case, uh, and <laughs> that 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 they would be invited some of those games but uh, yeah it's uh, you know hey it's it's a it's a good problem to have if you're a sports fan here in new orleans that yep. pelicans are still playing i mean there's been plenty enough yep. years where they hadn't been and that is the, you're having to divide your time uh in in other ways but no i think it's uh obviously a good thing that you're gonna have pelicans playing uh, you know that they're night games so they're not gonna interfere yep. you might have right. people that go to all of it so that would actually be really yeah, good. Yeah, no, I'm, look, I'm telling you, they're gonna, people are going to be at the golf course during the day and they're going to be at Pell's game at night because I think it's an 8.30 tip-off on both of those games. So plenty enough time to be, able, to be able to do both. No doubt about it. I agree with you. I mean, it reminds me of a year I had to – I did Jazz Fest – and and then went and went and covered the Pell's uh, 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 playoff game. Um, back then it was the Hornets, okay, uh, all in one day. And a lot of folks are going to be able to do that, no doubt about it. Let's talk about the draft a little bit. Anything you're hearing about Saints? I mean, I, I said this about a week ago, and, and, I, and I, I, I said it again today, that I don't see anything, any blockbuster moves being made by this team now. Uh, they're in draft mode. They're hunkered down. They're, they're, they're getting their board together. Uh, they're going to let the, the, the free agency kind of wait now and I guess kind of see again what's going to be out there in terms of needs after the draft. And all their focus now is on, is on, is on again, uh, their, 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 their draft coming up. Would you concur with that? Well, I think they've already made their blockbuster move. I mean, they got it for another first-round pick, and that's something that they yep. need. Uh, I, you know, it's it's hard to, I feel like, gauge uh, what's going to happen ahead of the Saints and uh, in terms of our quarterbacks going to be taken earlier. Will they? You know, I don't see them trading up for a quarterback. I just cannot see that. And I agree. If, if they do do that, I would have no problem saying that that's a mistake. And uh, I think other people would view it that way as well, even though you, you see a lot of mock drafts out there. And even, um, you know, the simulations that I did uh, that ran, uh, they're up on the site now. I, I ran a, there was a story on it last Friday. Yep. Uh, some of the simulations had the Saints even trading up as high as five to the Giants, basically to jump Carolina to go get, Malik Willis, I think that would be a huge mistake if they did that. Uh, so I feel like that you're going to be wondering in the top part of the draft how many tackles are taken. Uh, you know, if, if quarterbacks are taken higher, that means you're going to have some people drop. Uh, and how many wide receivers are taken? Because here's what's going to happen. You're going to have a run on edge rushers early. I would say probably four edge rushers mm-hmm. would go before the Saints would pick. I don't think the Saints would be targeting that anyway. Uh, you mm-hmm. could make an argument for uh, four tackles that could go. Mm-hmm. 
you can make an argument for a couple of corners, uh, you know, Sauce right. Gardner from Cincinnati, Derek Stingley. Stingley, right. Uh, you know, those guys could go, all go in the top ten and the quarterbacks might fall. I sure. Mean, that, that, mm-hmm. And if that happens, that might make life a little bit more intriguing, and I would not totally pan it if they loved the quarterback and went with one of their two picks just because they could get an immediate player with the other pick. So, yeah, no, nor would I. If Willis yeah, so, fell to him at 16 or 19, you know, as much as I don't, as they need an offensive tackle and a wide receiver, it, at that point, if they make, if they really are, if they are dead set on, they like that quarterback. I have no issue with it. I have an issue with again taking multiple picks and trading up to go get that quarterback. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think that would be the smart idea uh, because you lose out on two players that could come in and play for you immediately. Right. So you know, it, and you're giving up an extra first round pick. <laughs> right. Yeah, you lose it, and then you you wouldn't have a player playing right away. So right. uh, none of it makes sense to me uh, that they would me do too. that. So I would if I you know if I'm the Saints, you know what your needs are. Uh, you know, it just it's going to depend on you know how much they love a tackle someone like Trevor Penning uh, from Northern Iowa. Who seems or, to be the guy that everybody's kind of pointing to, right? That will yeah, kind of maybe kind of be there at 16. Yeah, he's kind of that fourth, fifth guy. So, right. you know, and, and here's the thing. I think a team like the Chargers at 17, they need a right tackle. Uh, so they could be on the market for an offensive lineman. Now, that might, they might envision someone like Boston College's Zion Johnson to move and play mm-hmm. out there, but he's pegged more in the interior. Uh, so, you know, you, you probably, if you're going to be taking tackle, uh, you know, if, uh, you know, you're probably going to be debating uh, taking it there, or if another team takes one, uh, you know, then you, you move into a different direction, a wide receiver. And then, of course, at wide mm-hmm. receiver, you know, do you go with a player that's coming off of an injury that right. might be a little bit more dynamic? Uh, or do you come and look at someone like Chris Olave from Ohio State? And, you know, the, the two players I'm, I would refer to, those that are injured, would be right. uh, Drake London from USC and then mm-hmm. uh, Jamison Williams from Alabama. And that's, look, mm. that's a tough call. Uh, yeah. I, uh, you know, I, you can make arguments for and against uh, going in a direction there. So it's, uh, you know, if the same – well, and Eric, look, here's another possibility that – uh, what if they love, really, really love a tackle and they move up to take one? Uh, you know, I don't think I would pan that. I mean, it wouldn't be as right. good as getting a, a tackle and wide receiver. But if they went up mm-hmm. and, and took someone, uh, you know, in late late top ten, you know, seven, eight, and they, they have one, a tackle that they really like, I mean, can you really blame them for that? I don't, I'm not sure I, I, I would be against that. The only reason it would be okay, I think, is because of the depth at the wide receiver position in this draft, that you know you can get one a little bit later if you're not sacrificing most of your draft to be able to move up. Right, and you would have to – if you move up into the top ten, you're sending both ones and then probably right. something else to go do it. Something else, uh, right. So you would be banking on maybe trying to fill a need at wide receiver in the second round. And right. I think, I mean, which is one of the reasons I got to tell you what, Larry, I, I'd stay pat at 16 and 19 and, and just let the draft fall to you because if it's going to be a big man draft like we believe it is, and you know, some big and some teams going to reach for quarterbacks, right? Again, if, you, if you're patient enough, you can have those guys fall right to you. Okay, now it might not be, again, the top guys, but again, if it's a Penning and a Jamison Williamson, uh, Jamison Williams, I, that's not a bad draft, okay, in, in the first round. Those are two guys that can, you can plug and play with.
you and me see the same logic. I'm totally with you there. Absolutely. But we know the Saints, aggressive once, aggressive again, just because they're not saying it publicly doesn't mean they might not go out and do it. Uh, so it's <laughs> – but still, uh, you know, being aggressive in one way to go mm-hmm. get the top tackle or maybe, you know, their number two tackle on their board, uh, is it right. worth it? Maybe. Uh, you know, maybe you have a, a, some question marks with the wide receivers and maybe you go, you know, someone in the second round actually like it, wide receivers, uh, uh, Alec Pierce from Cincinnati. Play, you know, him and Desmond Ritter had a great career together. I think he's someone that could fit with the Saints. So, yes. uh, But still, you don't know if he's even going to be there either. So uh, yeah, there's a I'm lot of variables. But I'm with you. Uh, the, I, f- I would feel comfortable that if I'm at 16 and 19, I would get two players that would come in and I'm not going to say start, but they could start, but they would be yep. immediate contributors. I, I would, I'm with you, but yeah. look, hey, this we'll, we'll see if uh, if Mickey Loomis and, and Dennis Allen want to get wild and crazy. Uh, I don't know. Yep, which good, which good, which which they could. You never know. Hey, Larry, I got a quick question from 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 a listener. Um, uh, Ned and Metary wants to know, uh, with with do you think the Saints might use uh, one of their first round pick to trade back to pick up an extra second or third? I never say they'll trade back. They haven't done it. So I'm (laughs) – could they? Sure. Uh, But they could have traded back in every draft, and they never do it. Mm -hmm. So I just just don't see it. Also, because if you trade back – look, at at 16 and 19, um, I I say this all the time, and I I say it because I've heard it from the Saints all the time and other teams throughout the process over the years and years. You don't have 32 first-round graded players. You probably have about 20 – 21, mm-hmm. uh, why would you lose one of those? Uh, I think if you're in a position to get two of those there, and you might even get one in the second round, uh, mm-hmm. someone off the Saints board who they had higher than a lot of other teams that they like. Yep. So I, with I, I, I wouldn't see them doing that. No, I, I, I think you stand pat at where you are right now. Uh, maybe, again, you might maybe trade back into the first round if you found that somebody was there late, late. Uh, but then, uh, again, I don't know if you got the capital to be able to do that without giving up most of your drafts. So we'll see how that plays out. Got a minute left, my man. Break it down for us. What you got coming up for us on The Athletic? Yeah, look, uh, I'm actually doing a big uh, historical piece. Uh, I'm basically breaking down using some different uh, uh, methods, uh, the best and worst. Uh, you know, basically draft classes from 1967 to 2012. Who had the best class? Who had the worst? Uh, who had the best top part? who had the best overall year uh, in terms of years. So it's, uh, it's, it's taken me a good while <laughs> to do, and I'm still <laughs> working on it. So that'll, that'll come out later on this week. And then, uh, look, the next week I'm going to be doing league-wide coverage. So it'll be right. uh, everything, everywhere next week. It will be not just Saints, but it will be everywhere. So I, that, that's kind of been my role now as an overall mm-hmm. NFL writer at The Athletic. So right. we're, we're going to have huge coverage, of course. Captain Terrell, uh, she's mm-hmm. going to be not, you know, knocking it out. Saints coverage, and it's going to be all over at, uh, all over it at the Athletic. Thank you, my friend. Always appreciate your time. Enjoy the uh, enjoy the uh, Zurich on Thursday. Will do, buddy. Good talking to you. All right, you too. Uh, remember, The Athletic, get out there and subscribe at Larry Holder on Twitter. Don't forget Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Eating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. You need help with the AC, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, 15 trucks in the field. They'll be there for you, acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by Hendrix Neptunia, limited edition, uh, super premium gin spirit at your favorite spirit store now. We'll be right back. 
Hire a Cash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opelie. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say to Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you have like the perfect face for radio? No, Mike. Did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud. No, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man. You know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. And why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton. For punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10, better known as the intersection of E. coli and Salmonella. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeAtInsAgency.com. Are you looking to add more ground clearance or enjoy new terrains? Or you want to improve the ride quality and hauling capacity of your car, truck, or SUV? Then Southern Tire has the answer. We are your lift and leveling kit experts. If you enjoy going off-road, Southern Tire has the lift kit for your vehicle. Our suspension lift kits will increase ground clearance and the performance of your vehicle. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. You're driving along and some nimrod cuts you off. You hit the horn. (laughs) Jeez, it sounds like a goose in distress. Time to head over to eBay Motors. They have horns for every make and model, not to mention horn pads, steering wheels, wiring, and more. 122 million parts. You can even go for an upgrade. (laughs) That looks like Mr. Cutoff Man needs a new seat cover. Try eBay Motors, pal. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. How do you make the most of your land? Shaw does it behind the wheel of a John Deere 1025R compact tractor. And he can do just about anything because... I make the earth take the shape that I want it to take. But the Hubbards use their 1025R because... We really are trying to create this homestead. There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. How will you make the most of yours? Nothing runs like a deer. Get a one-series tractor for just $109 per month at your John Deere dealer today. For additional cost information, please call toll-free 855-633-2315. This Saturday, April 23rd, grab your family and friends and head to the Shrine on Airline for NOLA Gold Rugby. NOLA Gold Rugby. The fun starts at 5 p.m. with a band and crawfish boil on the concourse. Then second line to your seats for a 7 o'clock kickoff. Stick around for the post-game fireworks and player meet and greet. Post-game fireworks and player meet and greet. It's not just a game, but a true experience. Get tickets today at nolagoldrugby.com. 
All right, thanks to all of our sponsors, including our friends at Hendricks Demtunia, who, again, are our title sponsor on Monday. Thanks to Rudy back at studio for producing. Ali Gassell, Larry Holder for joining us on the program. Thank you for listening. Podcast will be up about 20 minutes after the show. Randy Livingston and Ross Jackson join Kenny Trahan for all access. Keep it right here on 106.1. I'm Eric Asher for the dog catch of the governor. They all got to go.